Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. And welcome to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we're speaking to a wonderful lady. Her name's Julia. She has got her own platform where she actually is a love, sex, and relationship coach. And she works exclusively with single moms. So any single mom that's listening out there right now, she is a person to turn to. Please tell the audience a bit about yourself and your platform and the ethos surrounding your platform. Yeah, so hello, lovely to be here. Um, so yeah, I'm Julia Kotsiamani and exactly that. I'm a love, sex and relationship coach who works exclusively with single mums and I help women from in any stage of that journey. So from not being quite ready to date, but maybe feeling a bit more interested about going and exploring some of that stuff to people who are kind of happily single, but want a rich sex life around having a family all the way through to couples um, integrating into family lives. So all the way up to um, people introducing partners to kids and working out how to navigate that around the home. So full spec, (laughs) Um, any part of that dating journey. Okay. And tell me about your own um, single mummy journey then. Right. So I found myself um, six months pregnant with an 18 month old um, when I became single. So I, that was in 2014. So a while ago now. Um, And so like very much single mom, (laughs) like this was kind of out of the blue. I obviously wasn't prepared for it. Um, I was pregnant Uh, so yeah thrown straight in the deep end with a (laughs) with a toddler and a newborn Um, and obviously took a while to date (laughs) I wasn't right rushing straight out there Um, and I did a lot of healing and um, that's what I help a lot of women do you know getting ready to think about love again Um, and slowly slowly I tried to to find a new partner or, you know, to explore myself in that way. Um, And it was very challenging. I couldn't find any help um, or support that was gonna work around my lifestyle or the kind of traditional dating advice. Just, I didn't know how to work around, you know, the babysitting commitments and not having that much time free. on top of that, the kind of fears I had around getting hurt again, or worse, bringing someone into my kid's life who wasn't going to serve them long term and damaging them in some way. Um, and there was also a lot of stigma that I kind of wasn't prepared for. Uh, I don't know, I'm sure lots of your listeners have, have found this, but there's quite a lot of stigma, especially if you're not, um, if you're not looking necessarily to settle down straight away. Or uh, even if you are, lots of people that you date may be thinking that you're going to try and take advantage of them or, uh, you know, trap them in some way. It's actually really, really difficult. So 
having not found the help I was looking for, I thought, you know what, somebody needs to be doing this. So I retrained um, as a coach um, and as a teacher. And yeah, it's just sort of naturally progressed to me just wanting to work with single mums. How do you help single mums find love? So um, it depends where you are and what you're looking for, obviously. Um, I have a range of services um, from one-to-one coaching, which is what I was doing up until this year when I moved my business online. Um, So just one-to-one and then some group sessions. And I've now got uh, loads of free content on various places and an online course, uh, which has launched this month. So that is a self-study course, um, which is a little bit more accessible than one-to-one coaching for, for women. It will take you through Uh, kind of working through the past and any trauma and any baggage that you're bringing with you all the way up to thinking about how to meet new people how to show up how to get really clear on your intentions yeah I honestly think that your platform is really really needed for single moms because I remember there was a time when I was actually considering dating and I went onto YouTube and I just typed in single moms if I don't know whether you go on there after we have this this discussion the things that come up there's some men that come up and they're like but reasons why not to date a single mom. And it's just YouTube video after YouTube video after YouTube video. And I'm like, oh my God, some of the things that I find that men think about single moms is not actually, you know, it's it's really, really terrible. It's really terrible. They think that you want to like saddle your child on them. And I found that even when I've gone dating, I'm open and transparent about the fact that I'm a mom. I don't keep it a secret. I feel like people Mm -hmm. that keep their kids a secret, just, they're just weird to me. But, um, I find that some men are like, oh, okay, you've got a son. Oh, do you want me to take him football? And I'm like, hey, like, we're on a date. Like, I don't know. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, that is not I, why I'm here. <laughs> it's terrifying. And I, I know exactly the videos you're talking about because I found them too. And that, that's when I, it, it, it did shock me. I suddenly thought, God, like, people think this of, of me and, and women like me, like... <laughs> Um, and you know a lot of my work is around undoing some of that enforced shame you know that there is a sort of there's a a stereotype just put on us um, which is is never true like I've never worked with any mum for whom those things are true (laughs) Um, obviously I mean you talk to loads of single mums as well like I'm yet to meet this like parasitical (laughs) single mum who's desperate to trap some guy and steal his resources but those stories are there Um, and so and, and they can really get under your skin. You can start, yeah, it really knocks so your confidence. Sad. It's um, so sad. And I feel like there needs to be more positive thing. And that's why I'm grateful for your platform, for example, because they, <laughs> there needs to be more more like positivity around single motherhood and, and dating as well. It's just it's just really sad that the negative things that are out there. And we don't oftentimes, I've always said it on my platform that um, when you hear a woman that's a single mom, you're, a lot of people think, oh, like, what does she do? When in actual fact, if, a, if you see a man outside with his kids and he's a single father, there's more like, oh, like there's more sympathy yeah, towards him and he's more, you know, like sexy or the woman wants, you know? And I'm like, why is, that, why is there no energy for this as a woman? Right, right exactly. The way we talk about single mums versus single dads is on, on different books, not even just slightly different stories. And um, I think, you know, I, I feel like I'm part of a, you know, it feels like a responsibility maybe to just start changing that story and changing what is being said around that. Um, because you can't win either way. If you are looking for something serious, then you're trying to trap a new partner. If you're not looking for something serious, then you're a mum who enjoys casual sex. And that has its a whole 
other <laughs> set of taboos around it. So you just can't do right for doing wrong. And I just think we need to start yeah. talking about it way more expansively. One of the um, things I saw on your page, and I think it's just absolutely amazing in regards to um, you help single mums not to date down. And I, this is something that I've seen a lot of people do, even some of my close friends, just because they're single moms, it's like, you know that you don't have to date this person, even though they're giving you just a little bit of attention. They're moving into your house. You're still paying the bills. You've basically just saddled yourself with another child. And I find that like the pure fact that you're teaching them how not to date down is just so amazing. So please tell me how, how you go about this or how you switch on that light bulb in, in some women's heads. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh... Obviously, um, that is something that happens a lot. That's something I see a lot amongst my clients and my friends. Um, and exactly that, people kind of coming in and uh, sapping of resources, which is the, the exact thing that, that those videos we just spoke about say that mums do. <laughs> I'm like, I see it completely the other way around. Um, and it's from that scarcity mindset. It's you sort of, you, you enter dating and it's like, oh God, this guy's showing me some attention. I won't get many options. And it's all those stories that we tell ourselves and that we hear about your options being very limited now that you have kids and you should be grateful for anything that you get. And I just, I don't buy into this at all. So it kind of starts from, um, from self-love and it's the internal work to stand up and remember your worth and not just remember it, but for some women it's, it's learning what that is. I and mean, when you have a whole new set of skills now that you're a mom, uh, women, you know you you've got your home life together your time management is like ridiculous like you you bring so much to the table and just sort of slightly turning those stories around and like recognizing them for the assets that they are um and just rebuilding confidence and recognizing that you you can have whatever kind of relationship you want there isn't just a very there isn't a package that's going to suit every family that's just not the case lots of mums really are never interested in having somebody come in and live with their kids and that's completely fine and other women do want to remarry and they do want that traditional family unit also fine <laughs> but you don't want to be doing that with somebody who's not going to meet you at least halfway who isn't going to step up and actually add value to your life and so it's it's just working around that that internal that internal love for yourself <laughs> don't you think that social media also perpetuates a lot of struggle love like a woman should carry the man's burdens constantly you know but in actual fact it, it like I, I cannot be your therapist and your lover and you know helping you pay this bill and that bill it's just I don't know why we have to bear that responsibility so much and it's pushed upon us that we have to be everything to a man right Right, and there are so many great guys who are doing the work and who are starting to lift their own emotional baggage, but it it's everywhere and we massively glamorize it. I mean, even things like shows on the TV, there's always some kind of epic struggle where it's like, oh, isn't it, it's not gonna happen and we've got to get through this pain point and even perfumes being called like obsession and revenge and all these things. It's like, it's everywhere. This sort of very toxic, painful attitude to love. And, you know, we've, most of people who find themselves single moms have been through enough pain, right? We're not like necessarily rushing in to do it all again. And I think there is a slight, um, 
there's a kind of catch in that, that if somebody's being a bit nice to you, then you'll try and make that relationship work, even if absolutely everything is wrong with it and trying to like desperately, um, yeah, make things work and make things not painful um, when really you need to be thinking just much bigger and more expansively about who you are dating and how serious you should be with any one of those people. Mm. Um, yeah, so what's the, what, <laughs> what are some ways to actually communicate your needs in a, in a relationship? Uh, so I think you need to be really clear about who you're talking to and understanding them. I think it's very easy, especially if you are somebody who's very independent or you've been single for quite a long time or you're the head of a household. I know that I fell into this so strongly. I'd be like, I know exactly the way to do this. And so so I'm I'm engaged now to to, to a wonderful man who's great with my kids. Um, <laughs> thanks um and when we first moved in together I was like I've got my I've got my shit together you know like I'm I'm on this like I know what I'm doing um and it was very hard for him to to enter into that because I would talk to him how I thought I should talk to him not how he was going to respond so slowly slowly we've learned that he prefers a different way of communication and that I have to kind of listen to what he's going to respond to and this doesn't mean being inauthentic or not speaking my truth or not saying when I've got an issue with something but remembering who I'm who you're talking to you know like knowing what makes them tick what's going to trigger them you know their trauma will also come into play so just really communicating around how you like to be communicated with you know just having a very simple conversation of how would you like me to disagree with you can open up huge ways <laughs> wait and avoid so many rows if it's just like actually I don't like to be walked away from so that's one of mine I don't like if we're in a row for you to shut down and walk away because I read that as not caring whereas for him he'll be like I don't like it when we don't have space to get our thoughts together I don't like it when we're trying to just like bust through an argument without taking space to like gather I need some time to gather my thoughts and kind of come to you with what I want to say so they're just very different and we argued a lot until we worked out that we just like to argue differently mm. so that can be a really simple way around that the other thing is that like immediately springs to mind is telling them why what you're bringing up is important to you in a very kind of emotionally measured way because we can assume that again our way of doing things is the way of doing things um and a lot of 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 arguments could be avoided with this just um why is this important to me why is it important to me that you pick your pants up off the bathroom floor it's not necessarily the case that that's just a given that that's the right way to do things that's just the way I do things lots of people maybe are totally chill with that and it's not a big deal um and explaining why things are important to you can stop you ending up in that position where you feel like you're mothering everybody and that kind of like you know I'm trying to teach my kids to do this and now I'm trying to teach this guy to do this and you can wind up kind of martyring yourself and it's exhausting it's exhausting to feel like you're the only one that has a handle on anything and you're the only one that knows how to do things around the house properly and you suddenly feel like you're just taking on more and more and more jobs and it's very hard to like feel expansive in that and like you haven't just taken on another burden so explaining kind of calmly 
why it's important to you to have a nice home like why it's important for you that people are on time why why (laughs) you know can be really really helpful but you also think as I found that in within my own single mother journey that when I've started um, dating someone or talking to someone that they didn't really like the fact that I was so strong and they felt like there was no need for them because I found that there was when is it a couple of a couple of weeks ago I was helping my friend move and um some of the stuff was heavy but I was still like helping him he was like oh no 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 wait like and I said what's going on with you like I can I can do this but then I found myself trying to like pretend like I was like okay yeah can you carry this you know just acting just a bit more submissive just because just to boost his own manlyhood quote unquote but I found that a lot of men are like you're not really ready for a relationship because you're practically the man in the relationship anyway. So do you find that a lot of moms come to you and say to you that um, men feel like there's no space for them? Yes, I think that's, <laughs> that is quite a common one, especially if you, yeah, you've been doing all your own stuff for a long time. You know, you've got it together. You don't want to come across as like less capable than you are just for the sake of someone else's comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be a tricky balance because on the one hand, um, yeah, obviously you shouldn't show up inauthentically and you shouldn't pretend that you can't do things that you can and you are a strong and independent human and that power serves you and it, it serves the world and you need to be in it um, and never diminish that. Um, but also it can be a defense mechanism at times um, to not let somebody in. So getting really, really honest with yourself about what it is. And if it is just the case that you are you are very strong in that way, there are plenty of people that will be fine with it. And one of my favorite lines um, that, that lots of my clients, I've told lots of my clients and that I've used for myself is that I don't need you. I don't need you. And that's fine. I want you. And that's so much a better position to be in my world. Like, I don't have to keep you and you're here anyway, you know? Like, that I don't, I never needed you, you know? You're not needed, you're wanted. And like, you are here because I love you and I want you in my life. And that seems much healthier than <laughs> you need to be here because I can't do this without you. Yeah. Like, I can completely and I want you anyway. I'm not here to, to need anything from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you help um, moms identify red flags because um, I feel like this is so so needed and especially with a lot of women that kind of date the same person but they just are just different people there's just like a a, just I see a lot of time just I keep on saying to my friends do you know this is he's exactly like your ex like can you not see it you know, but yeah, when you're in love, when you're having sex with someone, especially when the sex is good, you kind of put on like rosy colored spectacles thinking, oh no, it's different, it's different. When in actual fact, these are just red flags, but you carry on forgiving and forgiving and bam, you're in exactly the same position. So then how can, as a woman, yes, you do want love, you do want to be pampered, you do want triceps and biceps. How do you identify the red flags and then cut it off emotionally? Like just, just this is not for right. me. I need to move on. And it's so hard because, as you said, so many women will not realise until it's too late that they are in the same relationship again and again and again. And I've been there as well. I was attracted massively to, like, your stereotypical narcissists, you know, (laughs) the actual, like, vampires (laughs) that come and, like, just sap you of your energy. Um, And they looked very different and they had very different jobs and they had different personalities. Um, So 
this is such a big thing that it is an entire module in that course I talked about because it's it's so difficult you have to you have to again just take some responsibility and get really really honest with you and if you're serious about fully changing the types of men that you keep you keep finding yourself with and you keep getting hurt in the same way you do have to do that work of going back probably to your childhood <laughs> looking at where this defunct dysfunctional attachment style or dysfunctional pattern has a has a, a beginning somewhere and getting really really clear on what what attracts you to these people like what is it that turns you on about these people who are not very kind to you not very nice to you and trauma bonding is it is a kind of whole topic in itself but there are lots of ways in which we are attracted to people who will hurt us in certain ways and just a full kind of forensic look at your 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 history and where you think that might be coming from and a clear understanding of what healthy love looks like because I mean there's lots of different definitions of this but my favorite is from a woman bell hooks who's a very prominent social theorist and she says that healthy love nurtures um, each other's spirituality you, you nurture each other spiritually and if you're in a healthy love where you're being nurtured spiritually there is no room for for lies and manipulation and cheating and abuse and all those things can't really exist in healthy love so mm you can get to a point where, you, where you're so clear on what healthy love looks like that you're also so clear on what it doesn't look like. And that can be a really good way of spotting them. Yeah. Um, just in terms of dating really quickly, like how somebody talks about people in their lives is just a very quick way. If somebody has nothing nice to say about their exes, about their parents, about anybody, then that's a bit of a warning sign. Um, and anyone who tries to move things faster than you want to you want to move um that bombing yeah. automatic because anybody who's like talking about the future on a first date anybody who's rushing you to do anything like to sleep with them earlier to move in earlier to meet your kids early you know it can feel very nice especially if we've been a bit lonely or we haven't dated for a while or we've been looking for a while if someone comes along and is like oh i'd love to meet your kids but you're a bit like, oh, <laughs> you know, learning to develop that intuitive voice is really important. No, yeah, you're completely right. And I found that sometimes with me, when I, before the pandemic, when I would go on dates and the guy would be there talking about himself or just, I, if I would spot any red flags, as soon as he would drop me home, I'm like, do you know what? You're a really nice lad, but um, I don't really think that we should have another day. I think we should be friends. Like the looks on their faces, like, how dare you? But I just, there's no point. I'm not that hungry. Like, I need to go to West End to have something to eat. Like I, I can take myself out on a date, you know? So um, yeah. I just, yeah, I just cut it as soon as I see something that I don't like and not just sweep it under the carpet because it's not worth it. And time is something that you cannot buy back. You can't buy time in Tesco. So there's no point in wasting it, wasting your time, wasting their time and wasting your child's time as well, introducing them to someone that might not necessarily stick around. It's really not fair. Yeah. And on the, like, on the other side of that, it's also, um, it's also really important not to not to like jump on every tiny thing so like getting clear what your what your deal breakers are and what you just like what you could work with and yeah there's a whole process of, of kind of working out what you do and don't want <laughs> and being clear with yourself 
I wanted to talk to you about your Daily Telegraph article. Yeah. Yes, please <laughs> tell us about um, the article and yeah, the advice that you were giving women about dating, single mothers dating again, especially within the pandemic as well. Yeah, so that was that was wild that was really cool uh, so yeah um i got um i got approached by a journalist who yeah wanted to talk about uh single mums dating in the pandemic because i was saying um that i thought this was actually a really great time to be dating as a single mum um and that's the, like, that's the look everyone's kind of like what this is a dreadful time to date for anyone um and yet i think that there's something um that has leveled the playing field in that nobody's dating all the time. So you have a little bit more time to get to know somebody without your hormones getting in the way, without like you wanting to rush into things, you have to kind of talk with somebody a bit more. Um, so you have control over that. There's there's gonna be no one pushing you to have sex. There's, no, there's not gonna be you, you and your own hormones being like, oh, I really fancy him, even if he's like obviously bad news, but he's just got something about him if you are looking for something serious. Um, there's also, uh, you're really in control of your set and setting. So for lots of mums who haven't been dating um, and for whom that's a new thing, it can be so scary to just like have to dress up and like, go to a restaurant and and actually meet somebody can be really, really intimidating if you're not used to doing it. It gets fun pretty soon, but like, you know, the first couple can be really scary. So you're able to do that, like in the comfort of your own home, you can have the things running, you can end it quite quickly if it's going badly and you're not kind of stuck out with this awkward, like, oh, I've got to go. You can just be like, oh, sorry, another call. Or, <laughs> you know, oh, I've got to wrap this up now. Um, you're much more in control of it. You don't have to fork out loads on babysitters just to have a kind of disappointing encounter with somebody who's like, obviously, you know, you can know sometimes in the first five, 10 minutes if somebody's not right for you and you've just booked a babysitter for three hours and used up your like one night off this month, <laughs> whatever your situation is. So all these things um, can kind of add together for it being quite a good time to date. <laughs> um, and you're not competing with women going out every day of the week. So what you would suggest online dating, wouldn't you? In a pandemic. Yeah, in a pandemic. Yeah, pan no one wants COVID. <laughs> uh, not always. Because yeah. um, do you know what? Because a couple of years ago, I actually joined a dating website and um, I deleted it within a week because I saw yeah. three of my um, girlfriend's husbands on there. And I was like, <gasps> yeah, I could not believe it. So I was thinking to myself, oh my God, if, they, if I can see them, they can see me. <laughs> So I just like maybe was, this isn't for me. Yeah, I went on um yeah I think it was called Hinge, but it was kind of cool because it was kind of like Instagram. It really looks it really looked cool, um. But yeah, I just deleted it. So I'm just waiting for the pandemic to end, really. Right. So there are lots of different dating um, sites that have very different ethoses and feelings about them. So, you know, if you're not looking, if you're looking for something serious, maybe not Tinder, but if you're <laughs> looking for something less serious, maybe that one, but there are lots. So it's worth kind of shopping around um, for ones that maybe have a feel um, that would work for you and they don't feel ick. I mean, that's, that's the main thing. Don't do anything that makes you feel like, oh, this is not, this is not good for me. Um, and really trust that voice. If it's coming across like that, you've got to listen. 
Um, but also get off the dating apps and just talk to people online. That's a really good place to meet people in like, we've all taken up a whole bunch of hobbies um, and all of those have like other people interested in them. So there are kind of spaces online to meet people that aren't those traditional apps necessarily. Okay. No, no, you're right about, about that. I haven't actually thought about getting off the app and then trying meeting someone maybe like in chess club or something. Hmm, yeah. Um, so well, wherever you like. Yeah, <laughs> Zumba. <laughs> so let's jump um, over the um, dating bit now. So let's just say a single mom's listening right now. She's met a guy. She really likes him. They've been dating maybe for like six months. Everything's going well. When is a good time to introduce your boyfriend to your child? Well, so like it, I think it goes without saying that this is dependent on each individual family yeah, like yeah. I can't just give you like three months you know that's not um yeah. uh when um it depends on the age of your children if your kids are very small and you've always dated so as I said I one of mine wasn't even born <laughs> when I found myself single and I certainly started feeling like I was ready to date casually when he was you know only about four or five months old so for me my kids always had this part of my social life and though I didn't introduce them to partners they were aware that I was going out on dates you know like I was just quite to the level that they could understand obviously not explaining adult relationships but you know they just knew that like they would stay with my mom or you know there would be a babysitter and I was going out quite frequently so that was a good kind of like foundation for talking a little bit more um, as they got older or as I met someone who I was serious about because I yeah have I've had two partners that I've introduced to my kids in the past and both of those were after um, kind of quite careful consideration and being introduced as part of a friendship group first rather than this is mommy's new boyfriend if your kids are older and have a very clear understanding of what adult relationships are like, um, then something more formal might be appropriate. So if your kids are in their teenage years and they know full well what boyfriends and girlfriends are, then maybe something a little bit more formal um, would be appropriate. Um, and I think knowing your kids, <laughs> knowing um, how they, uh, what they can handle, what, how you communicate with them and just introducing it. It can be easier just to start talking about different types of adult relationship, um, why they're important for adults and just sort of talking about relationships in general can be a good place to start. I think it's really important you don't spring people on people. I've, I've seen this many times, a kind of like, we just all go to the park and then like, bam, there's a boyfriend there. And I think that kind of ambushing um, your kids or your partners in that way, um, I would advise against at all costs. Um, and I suppose when is, you know, when, when you are ready for somebody to be in your kid's life. So that needs to be, that's very personal. You need to communicate with your partner around that, how comfortable they are with taking on that roles, what you expect of them, what you expect them not to do as well is really important. You know, if, if you say, I'd quite like it if we could go out on days out together, but it's really important that you're not, uh, you're not coming into parent just now. And just being really communicative about what that means, because you know, your kids do come first and their home life and the stability of that needs to be your priority. Um, 
also a priority can be your love life, you know, and they can remain completely separate. But if you are integrating them, then that is something to do quite carefully and only when and if <laughs> that is somebody that's going to be in their life, um, as far as you can see for the foreseeable or, or, or then if not factoring in ways that that can, that can work and that people can withdraw as healthily as they've been integrated. So like ways of, of having that in and out. Um, and that's gonna depend on your family. It depends how many other men you've got coming in and out as friends or as you know family members. It depends if you are a mum who's, who's got no male relatives and no male friends, suddenly introducing a new guy is gonna be a much bigger deal than if you have a household that has lots of male influence in it. So sorry, that's a bit of a convoluted answer, no, no, but it is a tricky one. So what is one hope you have for um, single mothers wanting to date and find love? One hope? Yeah, that you have. Um, just, yeah, just that they, that, that mums can understand that they're not um, powerless in the situation, that they do get the option of choice and that there isn't just one thing available to them. And that's a guy who's willing to step in as a father um, if you're very lucky and if you find someone remotely interested you've got to hang on to him for grim death you know that's not that's that's the story we're told um, and I just want to let everybody know that like you have a lot more power than that and a lot more say um, it is in your control and you can be quite clear about what it is that you want at whatever stage you're at um, I've got mums who are who were older mums to begin with and now have kids who are in their teens who just want a really good sex life so they're like and, and they're managing to do that there is no there is no time cut off and there's no amount of hurt that you can't overcome and heal it might take a bit more work but you do have power and agency to date however you want <laughs> and I think that's really exciting so yeah yeah, no, you're, you're completely right. And I do feel like a lot of times with me, especially with my family members, they're like, oh, don't worry, one day someone's going to come along. And I find like they just look at single mums like Rapunzel, just in the tower waiting for someone to come on a white horse to rescue them. And I always say to people, look, you can let down your own hair and climb down yourself. Exactly. You are not cho like being chosen. It's not an interview for a job. Like you're not sitting there waiting for someone to pick you. Like you have agency and you are you run a whole household. You're the head of your family, like in lots of cases anyway. I know everyone's got a different setup, but like for, for this conversation, you're the head of your household. Like you you get to decide how you date and with whom and when and how much, you know? Like yeah. yeah don't yeah, be chosen yeah. exactly you're the you're doing the recruiting it's your it's your house it's your life it's your job and you can fire anyone at any given time <laughs> right if it doesn't work like there is somebody better that will work mm. and I, I do believe that yeah awesome where can people find you on social media so I um, I have a website, which is just my name, juliacotsimani.com, um, and there's loads of resources on there. Um, I'm also on Instagram, which is where we connected, um, and I'm on Facebook. I have a community on Facebook, which is very new, but kind of growing, and it has lots of great mums in there, um, called The Fireplace. Um, I think it's called The Fireplace with JK, but if you type in The Fireplace, it will come up. Um, and I go in there at least once a week with a kind of deeper dive on a topic. Um, so yeah, whatever suits you on those. 
Emma, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. The information you've given me and other women listening right now has been so magnificent. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's been great. Thank you.